Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Today on Urban Spelunking, we're going over to 84th and Lisbon for a home that is among the oldest in the city of Milwaukee. So definitely one of the oldest, maybe not the oldest, but in, in, that, in that old camp for sure. And it's not exactly where you might expect the oldest house to be, Bobby, 84th and Lisbon. No, right. You would think the oldest house would be somewhere sort of in the heart of either like the old Walker's Point or the old Kilbourne town or the old Juno town uh, downtown. But no, this is an old former town of Wauwatosa farmhouse uh, that used to have hundreds of acres of farmland around it um, that slowly kind of got all that farmland got built upon. And now this house is sort of swall- swallowed up by the by the neighborhood. Well, when I got to your article and I saw the pictures of it, I was surprised that for being such an old house, we're talking like 1840s here. Uh, at least that's where we believe is the age. Um, it looks like it, you know, there's nothing really that stands out about it that makes it look like super old. It looks like uh, appropriate, you know, age of the other homes. And this is kind of this this hidden history here that you may not even have any ideas there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because if you do look at it compared to the houses around it, it definitely does look old. It's it's cream city brick. It's got sort of like Greek revival style outside with shutters and inside there's hardwood floors yeah. and exposed brick that are clearly pretty old. And the houses around it are all sort of like post-war houses from the building boom on the northwest side after uh, World War II ended. It's easy to not notice it there, too, because it's kind of behind a big tree. You know, it's. It doesn't really, uh, if you're not looking for it, you might not notice it there. So finding the exact date of when this was built was not as straightforward as just like going to the the city records and looking it up. That's kind of where you started, but turns out the records aren't always right either when we're talking about homes this old. Yeah, that's the that's the issue is even, even people who work uh, at the city have said you can't always trust those tax assessor records because the... The folks selling the house were sort of saying it was they trusted the tax assessor's uh, 1836 date as being true just because that's what they saw. You know, why wouldn't you think that? But um, it turns out that the land grant, the you know, the land wasn't even uh, platted and sold until 1839. So it seems unlikely that a house was there three years earlier than that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, we had to sort of dig around a little bit to come up with with our own estimate. So you're, you're going with 1840s is, is the era. Uh, it's hard to exactly pinpoint the, the, the exact year, but 1840s, still very old, and that would put it among the oldest wooden houses in Milwaukee. And you actually got to go inside into the basement and throughout the home, and you saw some things in the basement that really spoke to the, the, the home's age. Yeah, absolutely. You go downstairs and you can immediately see that the foundation is um, is just like fields, like stones pulled out of a out of a field. You know, it's not like cut stones. It's not brick. It's not uh, block like the sorts of things you see over in much more recent houses. This was just like all mismatched stones. And then you look up and you can see that the um, you know the floor joists you can tell were milled in sort of an old style mill, but then even older looking than that are the beams that hold those up. And those you can see the axe marks on them uh, where they were hand hewn, which suggests that the house was built before there was a mill nearby. Um, so that you know that's pretty early right there. Yeah, you think about seeing those original those axe strokes on the floor joists. I mean, what a cool snapshot of history that takes you right back. You think about the human hand holding that tool and and still seeing 
those individual strikes in the wood today. That's pretty incredible. Absolutely. It's really evocative. It really does just sort of transport you back to, like you said, the, the guy standing there with his axe and the, <laughs> and the log, you know, turning this thing into a beam. And, and it really just reminds you of how um, different things were back then. Not only, I mean, you just had to do every, everything was so elemental that you had to even make your own beams. You didn't go to the, you know, the Lowe's up the street or the Home Depot. <laughs> you know, you had to do it all yourself. Yeah, I mean, you think about parts of Europe that are so much older than this, and of course, uh, civilizations that uh, and people that predated um, these settlers, of course. But uh, you think about like the stones and the foundation, how long those stones were on the earth before they became this foundation. Like they were old when the home was built. You yeah. Know? So that our perception of what's old is so, you know, based on our own viewpoint. Um, it's really interesting that this is tucked away on 84th and Lisbon in a place, like we said, you might not expect to be one of the oldest homes in Milwaukee. So where do things stand now? The home's for sale. The home is for sale. Yeah. What's, what's, what's happening there? It went up for sale officially on, uh, August 18th and on the 23rd, there was going to be the first open house. Um, so presumably people have gone and checked it out. It's four bedrooms, 21 uh, almost 2,200 square feet. So it's a decent sized home and it's on a double lot. So I think that will be alluring to people because it means it has a pretty decent yard. Um, and it's, you know, it's got cool old details that, you know, if you appreciate classic stuff and you want to live in a house that's been lived in, this is a house that's really been lived in. <laughs> well, coming up next on Urban Spelunking, we're, you know, we've been talking a lot about this old house. Uh, it feels appropriate that we should talk about who built the house. We're going to go way back to the earliest history that we could find about perhaps one of the oldest houses in Milwaukee coming up next on Urban Spelunking. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. And we're back on Urban Spelunking at one of the oldest homes in Milwaukee at 84th and Lisbon, a home that's actually for sale. And finding the history and tracing the history, as we as we talked about, wasn't quite as clear cut. Some of the, the records weren't exactly as accurate as you might expect. But what do we know about who actually built the home when this was built in the 1840s? Well, it seems like uh, the, the land was initially purchased by a guy named uh, Maurice Pixley, who Turned it around, and he was a well-known guy. He uh, lived in downtown, what is now downtown Milwaukee, Junotown, with his brother, and they ran a shop down there. So I'm guessing he was buying land probably as an investment because he turned around and sold it right away to um, the Curtis family who owned a farm out there. Um, but it doesn't seem like the house got built uh, until a guy named uh, George Washington Brown bought it. Um around 1848. So it seems like that's kind of when the house was built because then he's listed in 1850 as um, living in the town of Wauwatosa on their census, um, which this was the, that was the town of Wauwatosa at the time. So he's the first, you know, of, of all these people who had owned the, the land before that, he's the first one that shows up as actually uh, living in the town at that time. So it seems like that is about the, best we can come up with for when the house was actually built um you know so that's so that's like the first data point right we can actually point to that and said all right that's on on the records it names this guy 
Right. That's pretty, yeah. Because the other thing is you can look at the tax assessor's records for the city and that has a date on there. And those are notoriously uh, incorrect often. Um, And even uh, Carlin, the woman who works at the um, Historic Preservation Commission, who knows this stuff inside out, says that those numbers are really never to be trusted um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but and a good example of that is another house is listed in Milwaukee as being built in 1800. Okay, that doesn't seem quite right. No, because Solomon Juno got here in 1818, so uh, it seems unlikely <laughs> somebody <laughs> was here building a house that still survives now, uh, you know, 18 years before that. Um, right. Yeah, and and there are there didn't seem to be any corroborating records that suggested um that Pixley, who bought the land in 1839, built a house or lived there. There seemed to be no evidence that Curtis built that house or lived there, you know. Um, so really, this was the first um, thing I could find. That And, and interestingly, there was a, an article in the journal in the 1980s that referenced the house and said that it was built between 1846 and 1848. Uh, but it didn't say where that information came from. But... Um, it seems like that might okay, actually be... That's kind be of a the, missing piece you might want to know. Yeah, but... Right, but... Um, so, you know, often I might just sort of throw that away because you can't check it. You know, there's no way to know where that information came from, except that it seems to fit with the rest of the... You know, with George Washington Brown's arrival and the fact that he shows up in the census. So it turns out that that information that I would generally be most skeptical about actually seems like it might be correct. So this is kind of like the National National Enquirer getting it right once in a while, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. About <laughs> <laughs> your sketchy info. Yeah. So what's inside? I mean, it's, you know, it, this was a farmhouse, of course, and it used to sit on a ton, a ton of land. Um, you know, on the site, you talked about there being a barn and some other outbuildings. What is it like now? Is it pretty, pretty standard residential? Yeah, what's really interesting is they, I, inside the house, there are some old photos hanging on the wall that I was able to get scans of. Um and they show people outside in horse and carriages, you know, like these are clearly old pre-automobile pictures. And what's funny is the house and the part that's the kitchen behind it and the garage, what's now the garage, were all there in all of these pictures. And even the oldest pictures I saw, which was really interesting. But other photos showed, as you said, some outbuildings and a barn and all that. And just lots and lots of open land, <laughs> which is interesting because that's all gone now. Um but inside, there's still some historic-looking stuff. There's a, a beautiful old um, banister and handrail that look, again, it's hard to tell if these things are original, but they're at least quite old, you know. Um, and the exposed brick and some fireplaces that look pretty old and um, some hardwood floors that are, are clearly quite vintage. So, I mean, it's definitely a house that has has those elements that you'd want if you wanted to live in a house that, had this kind of history. Of course, you, enough of it's been changed that you could fix it up and make it modern um, while keeping and highlighting some of these other more historic features. And that's something that the, even the realtor said that, you know, the, the right buyer is somebody that's really going to appreciate and be intrigued by this history. Yeah, right. I mean, there's, that's what the realtor said, you know, that, that that's going to be the right buyer is somebody who appreciates the house for what it is. Um, not necessarily somebody who's coming in and just looking for all the latest luxuries and things, you know, I mean, part of the allure of the house has to be the fact that it's got this history. 
Well, if you want to see pictures from inside one of the oldest Milwaukee homes, we've got those linked up in Bobby's complete story at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts or anywhere that you listen to those you know, those podcasts you hear us talking about. And while you're there, when you do uh, when you do find us online, if you could rate and review the podcast, we would love your feedback on what you like hearing on Urban Spelunking. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzalo. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.